It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's up, Steeler fans? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel. And today we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers just continuing to just win uh, this offseason up to this point. It's been a remaining, an amazing offseason. You know, the Chase Claypool trade is looking better and better every day, isn't that? Uh, but before we get into all that, you know, let's talk about the most recent breaking news, so to speak. And that is that the Pittsburgh Steelers announced the release of safety, Scott Nelson. Now, I really don't know much about Scott Nelson. I'm sure he was a a fantastic player and, you know, a baller in his own right. However, you know, he was probably that 90th person on the roster. And now there is a opening. Now who's going to fill that position. Is that position going to be filled by somebody who the Steelers have brought in on a tryout who plan to bring in on a tryout, maybe perhaps somebody uh, that's visited already, like a uh, Quan Alexander or, or someone that potentially could be available in the future, such as, you know, what Still Curtain Network's very own Jeff Hartman brought up uh, earlier this week or broke to the world that sources inside Steelers uh, headquarters have indicated that there is some interest and, you know, I emphasize the word interest there as, as did Jeff uh, in a Pittsburgh Steelers trade uh, for Washington commanders, uh, Chase Young. Now the Washington commanders uh, had denied the fifth year option on his rookie contract. And so there's been some speculation that uh, there could be a possible trade there. And I think that if the Pittsburgh Steelers were to pull this off, you know, one, I don't think there's any danger to to Alex Highsmith. You know, I think that you know Alex Highsmith is a guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers want for the future. Uh, they want, you know, I think that Alex um, fits best here. I mean, I'm sure he'd probably do fantastic elsewhere, but I mean, let's look at what happened with Bud Dupree. 
right? But Dupree hasn't been the same now. Granted, but Dupree had a, a knee, you know, knee injury that was pretty severe, and so that might be a, a big portion as to why his, um, you know, his his stats or his uh, play on the field maybe have declined. Uh, but you know, the grass isn't always greener in other places. Perhaps Mr. Highsmith is, you know, aware of that and wants, you know, loves the, you know, the city and and the team and uh, is wanting to stay. And so, um, with all that being said, I don't think that this is anything that's going to endanger Alex Highsmith's future. Um, you know, Chase Young has come with a history of injuries and hasn't lived up to the hype of the uh, second overall pick in which where he was drafted at. Um, but, you know, you also have to look at the situation that Chase Young was in, you know, being in an organization like the Washington Commanders, which, you know, in all honesty, is probably not the most uh, well put together organization. And, um, you know, going to a place like Pittsburgh, uh, a classy, you know, professional organization uh, might be somewhere that could rejuvenate, you know, Chase Young, you know, his career. So there could be some mutual um, you know, you know, attraction there by both parties, and hopefully, maybe they do make it work. But if they did, man, what a pass rushing force uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense will have! It'll make up, in my opinion, for what they lack in the middle linebacker position. You know, I know that they struggled last season with that, and and thus the result was a complete overhaul from you know Coach Jerio to you know, your starters and, and Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, and Miles Jack completely off of the team. And so, um, you know, the replacements seem to be, you know, Holcomb and Roberts um, starter capable, but they're not really, you know, that middle linebacker, uh, Ryan Shazier type, which, you know, generational talent comes, you know, ever so often. Uh, but these two guys kind of seem like a stopgap, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And so um, maybe perhaps in the future they address that situation, but in order to kind of hide maybe uh, some of their, you know, lack of star power in the middle linebacker position and also, you know, uh, inexperience in the cornerback position or, inexperience amongst the team, you know, given the fact that Patrick Peterson is new to the team. Um, maybe this pass rush can make up for a lot of those, you know, issues that will hopefully develop as the uh, season goes along and, and this team builds and builds chemistry together. And so I, for one, would love this. You know, when you look at TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, they do take off a, a significant amount of snaps per game. And so, you know, last season having like a Jameer Jones and a uh, Malik Reed, the drop off, especially after the T.J. Watt uh, injury, was significant. It was extremely significant. In fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers only won one game without without T.J. Watt on the field, and so and even when he was there, he still wasn't himself, nowhere near close. Uh, but the Steelers were able to turn it around and start putting some uh, W's in the in the win column, so to speak, and so. You know, I hope it works out. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there's a ton of interest there. Everybody remembers the uh, clip that went viral where Mike Tomlin told Chase Young that, you know, he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose enough, enough games to, to draft or be in a position to draft a player like him. So we'll see. We'll see if those things end up working out. 
and we'll see if uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers end up uh, I'm going down this route. Um, but in other news, like I mentioned at the top, the Pittsburgh Steelers keep winning in the Chase Claypool trade. It appears that the uh, the Chicago Bears are uh, pretty unhappy with Chase Claypool. So this is according to Mark Silverman of ESPN's Waddle and uh, Slivey show. Those inside the Bears organization um, state that Claypool have not met the team's expectations and his mentality seems to be heading is off uh, into heading into his first full season with the team. Uh, he states in a quote, or uh, the quote is, I've heard from a few people inside the building that he is not somebody who is very self-motivated, Silverman said. So, now those are some things that the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of knew. <laughs> I mean, Omar Khan, the con artist, you know, managed to get a 32 overall pick for Claypool. And, you know, this was a guy from what, you know, I'm hearing in the rumblings from insiders is stating that, you know, he was a guy that thought he already made it, you know, after his rookie season, you know, he put up some gaudy numbers. Uh, he put up a lot of touchdowns and, um, you know, I think it got to his head to a certain extent, you know, he started believing his own hype. He came out with his own, you know, uh, Mapletron memorabilia and, 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 and stuff that you could purchase and whatever. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the rumors was that, you know, he felt that he had already made it and that his play or his talent was what it was. And he didn't need to, you know, put in that uh, extra effort, so to speak. And I think we all saw that when it came to his game. You know, he was always falling down. He was always looking for, in my opinion, like the play, the, the pass interference penalty instead of going up and just fighting for the ball. And, you know, con artist struck, man. You know, number 32 overall pick, which ended up being Joey Porter Jr. So if, if JPJ ends up turning into a guy, my God, the, the trade would, it's immaculate. It's amazing. And, um, you know, kudos to Omar Khan on his first, you know, uh, <laughs> draft steal, so to speak, and trade. You know, like I said, the Steelers just keep winning. Uh, this is an offseason where they do so. Um, so, but speaking, speaking of um, <laughs> uh, wide receivers that are having issues on and off the field um, or former Steelers wide receivers that are having issues on and off the field, apparently – the NAL, the National Arena League, has kicked the Albany Empire, which is owned by former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, out of the league. Uh, apparently, they have failed to make mandatory operating payments to the league and pay a fine for, con for conduct detrimental to the league. Now, the league said in a news release the decision was released after an emergency conference call of the members in good standing to discuss the empire's failure to pay the league mandate and overdue assessments. According to a report from NFL insider, uh, Dove, uh, Dove Cleve Kleeman. And so, man, this guy just cannot stay out of the news for bad reasons. Like, you know, I, I just don't get it. You know, maybe perhaps, you know, there is a saying there's, there's no such thing as bad news, right? And or bad publicity, I'm sorry. And so, uh, putting you know his name out there, even if it's in a negative manner, it's putting his name out there, it's putting his brand out there. People are 
are looking it up. People are researching it. People are talking about, you know, the things that he's doing and, and participating in. And, and he's reeking in the benefits. Now, apparently he's not playing or he's not paying, you know, some of the players on his, or all the players on his team, the coaching staff and, and things of that nature. And it's, it's insane. Like this guy, you know, I fear that it's going to turn into this guy, you know, ending up behind bars or something, because I mean, it's almost come to that in some of the instances that we hear, whether it's like, you know, the, uh, uh, conflicts that he's had with police at his house and, and some of the other allegations that have come out, it's just, um, you know, very serious. And I mean, it, it looks like the guy is falling apart, but maybe perhaps there is some sort of, um, you know, plan to just get his name out there and to keep his name and people talking about him. And, and it's all, uh, you know, um, orchestrated, so to speak. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being the case. Um, a lot of the uh, stunts and, and the things that he has done be that reason. But, you know, this young man is is definitely, um, you know, going to find himself in the wrong spot. You know, and, and all, all we can do is just pray for the man and and hope that, uh, that things turn around for him in his life. Uh, not so much in the essence of what he's doing or just, you know, Maybe not the negative aspect of his life. Just let's stop. And, you know, hopefully he's doing well. Hopefully, you know, things turn around and, and he does well. And uh, and hopefully he makes things right. I mean, if it sounds like he's not paying people, hopefully those those individuals uh, end up getting their pay and their due. Um, that's important. But um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, the winners of OTAs and, and mandatory minicamp. So don't go anywhere. Just a few words from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The worst looking man you've ever seen. There I am on the subway train. Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Today we're talking about, you know, the winners of OTAs and uh, minicamp so far. You know, in the first half, we talked about how the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to win. They won in the Claypool trade. We talked about Antonio Brown. We talked about the uh, the sources uh, that have been talking to Jeff 
referencing the interest of Chase Young. So we'll continue. But before we do, I want to remind you guys, Mondays, uh, myself, Shannon Wyatt, we are the uh, co-hosts to The Hangover. So if you guys are, um, you know, watching or was just listening to this, obviously, on the audio side only, if you want to see um, and be a part of the experience in, in in these, you know, podcasts, go check us out on YouTube. 5 p.m. Eastern time. We go live and um, there's interaction there between us and the and members in the live chat and things of that nature. And so uh, maybe perhaps, you know, if you have a question and, and we see it, uh, it may make the show and your question could be answered on the podcast. So go check it out. It's uh, still current network. Uh, the episode is called The Hangover. If not, if you want us just on on your daily drive and things like that. Uh, you find this on Apple. Make sure you give us a five star review. Make sure you're also listening to our other audio podcasts. Um, <laughs> you won't miss it. You you won't miss anything. It's complete coverage, news, multiple shows a day. Stay on top of your team. Uh, you know that way, when when somebody who who isn't and you have a conversation with them and and they think you're crazy for. Uh, thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make some noise this year. They can back it up with some facts and some knowledge. So check out all of our content. Yeah, it's some great stuff. So without further ado, let's talk about winners of OTAs and minicamp. So the first group of guys that I want to talk about is as a pair, and that is the rookie cornerbacks uh, of the most recent draft, and that is Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin was asked about the two rookies and um, he had some very promising things to say about it, about them. Uh, Tomlin said via team provided transcript that uh, they're sharp guys, uh, the type of institutions they went to, the caliber of ball they played. It wasn't much that we introduced to them schematically that they hadn't already been exposed to. I think the what to do is less of an issue for them, and they're making the transitional things that most corners do. The nuances of the game in terms of contact beyond five yards and stuff like that. That's the difference between college ball and professional ball, I think, uh, is kind of where a lot of the energy has been. And that was Mike Tomlin referencing both rookies. And, you know, an important aspect of what he's referencing here and It's the part that says the nuances of the game and the terms of the contact beyond five yards. One of the biggest issues when it came to, you know, these guys, especially Joey Porter, and I'm not saying issues, but like, I guess, red flags was that they were a little bit handsy, especially after the five yards. And so, you know, basically what he's trying to say is these guys are very good at what they do. And, you know, that aspect of the game needs to maybe be cleaned up. And that's been where the main focus part of what's been going on to this point has happened. And so, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, he's basically saying they're, they're playing to the expectation uh, in which and where they expect them to be at, you know, they're, they're sharp guys, you know, he goes into the institutions that they went to. Uh, he's not surprised by their performance, which is a good thing. That's a very good thing. I think these two guys are going to be the future and the outside position. Uh, I think Patrick Peterson is going to be a great mentor to these guys and is a, you know, Patrick Peterson when he's going to, you know, we've learned that he's been moving into the slot and that's a, that's a, that's a 
a future Hall of Famer as your slot wide uh, slot cornerback. Uh, that's that's a big plus in my opinion, you know, for the uh, the defense there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, you know, these guys seem to be physical. They seem to be uh, as advertised. There we go. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they're able to do in training camp. And they put the the pads on and and they can get you know physical within those five yards. Um, I'm intrigued by it. But those are my first winners of camp. The next winner of camp is is my favorite draft pick in, this, in, in as far as what I think when I think of the most uh, probably splash that we're going to see out of the draft class, and that's going to be Darnell Washington. You know, it's been confirmed uh, through him and various players that he racked up five touchdowns uh, this week. Now, I have a friend of mine who's, um, you know, a source of mine that also <laughs> told me about uh, a situation where he got two touchdowns in one day in Calvin Austin, who's my other winner, just a little you know, heads up for the future. Um, you know, had a big day not too long ago, but, you know, this coming from, uh, I believe, Steelers Now uh, stated that they have confirmed that he had racked up five touchdowns throughout the week. You know, given his size and his abilities, uh, I think this is going to be a red zone monster. You know, he's a guy that um, is going to be a mismatch as well. I mean, just think of the uh, of what the Pittsburgh Steelers can do when they operate in 12 personnel. And for those that don't know what 12 personnel is, uh, I believe and I might be wrong myself, but I believe that's one running back, two tight ends. And so, you know, having Pat Pat Firemuth out there um, having a. you know, imagine even going like 13 personnel and having Connor, Hay- uh, Connor Hayward out there on the field as well. Go really big. Connor Hayward, um, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Darnell Washington, maybe uh, George Pickens, Najee Harris. You can end up uh, going really, really big in that sense. And then, you know, depending on what the defense is you know, wanting to do to you, you know, if they bring in their big guys, spread them out, make them defend everybody because all those guys can catch the ball and are great with their hands, or, you know, they bring in their little guys for coverage. You put those big dudes in and you just, you know, make them pick their poison, so to speak. And so I felt that Darnell Washington was the biggest splash player that they got in the draft. And I'm excited. I am extremely excited about this young man. I think he's going to turn this um, offense around in the red zone, which was, you know, an area for the Pittsburgh Steelers that, you know, they struggled quite a bit. And so, you know, I just, like I said, I can't wait. And I think that this is going to be very good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think he's going to be a very good player for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, as long as health permits. Now, I spoke about, you know, my other um, winner, so to speak, um, earlier, and that was Calvin Austin. This guy seems to be back on track, you know, earlier it was reported that um, and a buddy, my buddy of mine told me this, too, is that Calvin Austin had burned Patrick Peterson. And then it was confirmed after the fact, um, you know, on, you know, on a one V one on the outside. And not only that, he's had a big catch. He's been very quick. His speed has returned. A lot of people are very excited about this young man. Uh, I'm excited about what he's going to be able to bring. There is no excuse, in my opinion, when it comes to. Um, what this team is going to be able to do and and 
and what they should be able to do. Uh, they should be putting up at least 25 points per game. And if not, Matt Canada definitely needs to be on an extremely hot seat. I think it should be pretty warm going into this season with a short leash. You know, but there is no excuse this year. Uh, 25 points per game, that is one full, what was that, seven points. I think there were about 18 points per game uh, last season. So that's one touchdown more than what they made last year. You know, that's a big difference. You know, that's a huge step forward. But, you know, I feel that they have the players and the pieces to make that move. And if uh, it doesn't translate, then I think that there needs to be some discussions about that offensive coordinator. Now, I anticipate this team to not have to have those discussions, given the fact that this team under Matt Canada went seven and two down the uh, stretch there after the bye last year. And they did form an identity, which resulted in 146 yards per game on the ground. And so, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers became a, you know, ground and pound team at the second half of the season and it produced wins. And so I would assume that given the fact that you have a Kenny Pickett, who's, you know, in his second year and growing, um, you know, having a full off season as the number one guy um, that they should be able to pick up where they left off and have a huge step forward, not just a little, but a huge. And that brings me to my final winner of the, uh, of OTAs and, and mini camp. And that is none other than Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett, you know, from all indications, he's come in uh, looking stronger and not just looking stronger, actually appearing to be stronger. The ball has been, you know, from all descriptions and, you know, for everything that I've seen and read and heard, the velocity on there has increased. Um, you know, he's putting the ball in spots that he needs to put them. He's trusting his guys, a lot of zip on the ball. And, you know, last year at this time, he was just drafted. He was, you know, third quarterback in the depth chart. And his entire resume up to this point or, uh, or his entire um, you know, what he was doing up to this point was working for uh, getting good draft combine numbers and things like that. Right. And so he was down in weight. Um, he was lighter, things like that. And, and he wasn't necessarily prepared for an NFL season can't come this time. And, you know, not mentally, physically, any of those things. Um, it took him some time. Now this year, He's had a full off season. He's been able to go and throw with these guys out in Florida. He's been able to build that chemistry, um, all those type of things. And so, you know, him coming in stronger as well and more, you know, in the best shape of his life, as I said uh, on an earlier podcast, um, I think he's making the right. You know, he's. It seems like he's one of the biggest. They're making one of the biggest moves forward for the Steelers this year, and we need him to do so. You know, as a, as a fan base, if we want our team to be successful, we need Kenny Pickett to also be successful, obviously. And it, at all indications, seems that he's made some good decisions this offseason. And like they said, he has a uh, office in the building. He has a uh, you know first guy in, last guy out kind of mentality. And, you know, I, for one, am excited for what he's going to bring to the table this year. Uh, again, like I emphasized, full offseason to build with these guys. No 
You know, there's no question he's going to be the starter. And he's going to have an he's been having an opportunity to work with Matt Canada to uh, get comfortable with, you know, the plays that they're going to be utilizing. And all indications in, indicate that this playbook does seem to at least been opened up a little bit. You know, quarterback Mason Rudolph had indicated that he's had to learn. There's been a lot of things that have been added. And so uh, I look forward to seeing that on the field and how it tra- uh, transcribes on the field and if it translates into winning football. But that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed the cast. Uh, this is going to be the dead time uh, of the uh, of the season. You know, at this point, you know, outside of maybe perhaps a trade for a certain player or or a signing here or there, no news is good news because the only news you end up getting out of here at this time is an injury type of stuff, and we don't want to hear that, right? Steelers just keep winning. They don't want to hear anything bad. So with that being said, I'm Daniel J. This is Stay of the Steelers, Still Current Network. We'll see you on Monday on Hangover. Peace.